ladies and gentlemen, you are now clear to hear Skyline. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Sky Lounge, the podcast, a podcast where travel nuts discuss everything that happens from the time you arrive at the airport to the time when the plane leaves the ground. So we're trying to basically demystify the airport travel experience for everybody here, have a little cathartic experience as well. As always, I'm joined by Mr. Business Travel himself. Ty Piazza. What's going on, Ty? Hey, <laughs> glad to uh, be here. This is uh, what a terrific experience to vent all my frustrations. Yeah. Well, you're venting your frustrations and I get to uh, talk about my love of airports. I fucking I know. love airports. Uh, well, you're one of the only ones. Yeah, that's true. Uh, our guest today is a great friend of ours, friend of the podcast, you would say, too. Uh, say. An expat living in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> friends to the north uh david hoff what's up david hello hello happy to be here i didn't know okay. i didn't know as a friend of the north already i guess that makes sense i just hadn't put myself in that context yet still yeah. feeling very yeah. american what is it what is north of a yankee i guess that would say it's canadian yeah, right? yankee plus <laughs> hoff what was the last time you traveled i know that you've been on like pretty hardcore lockdown up in up in Canada. When was the last time you traveled out of the States? Yeah. Yeah. Well, out of, out of, the, I mean, Canada? out of, out of Canada, the province, <laughs> yeah, the new motherland. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've traveled a couple of times this summer. I, we, we, yeah, we were on pretty hardcore COVID lockdown for the last basically two years. And then the first time I left, I'm on Vancouver Island. The first time I left this Island, uh, was, a, was three or four months ago. And I went to Barbados, which is an even smaller Island. Uh, which didn't solve my like island uh, phobia, <laughs> like my cabin <laughs> fever, uh, but was good to travel. Um, and then, and then so recently went over to, uh, I traveled from Vancouver, uh, which is a very easy flight. So they've got uh, a direct Vancouver to Barbados flight. Yes. No, I had the most hellacious travel day uh, possible because <laughs> it's the island I live on now is uh, pretty small. There is an international airport, but it's like technically international where it goes to like Seattle. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. right. So it's a seven minute yeah. flight, <laughs> a 12 minute flight to <laughs> Seattle. And they're like, we're an international airport guy. Uh, so no, I went from Victoria to Vancouver to Toronto to Barbados. Uh, and then the reverse of that coming back. Uh, Jesus. Just, I missed every layover. I had, <laughs> had issues the entire duration. But I also got to fly on cheat mode, uh, which means my company was paying for it. So I was flying business class, which oh, is a uh, dream. Classy. Wow, that's such a the dream experience. Did you get to experience like a, uh, did that put you in any kind of lounge, any kind of sky club? There, yeah, there, there is all of that that exists, but I did not do any of that. I, I can't get myself over that lounge hump of like the, the guy. I don't know. It just feels like a different lifestyle to me that I, I just can't get myself there. 
it's even when you're at the airport and you see the sky clubs it looks like you're like the double doors they're always like frosted over so us like normal people can't see through into them and (laughs) it almost looks like latest thing it looks like you're going into like a hotel or something i mean ty you're you you frequent the business lounges what what's that like well i mean it's for the most part it's just a barrier between the wild and <laughs> you know where the rest of us have to live so so it is for elitists it that's is what it. i thought okay, i mean okay i mean so i was curious david like are you opposed to it just out of spite no of the people that are in there or just like yeah why aren't you going i in? don't I don't, I don't know. Well, uh, to be fair, it's not like I travel business all the time. I think mostly it's just me being afraid of like, I'm going to walk up there with my cool business class ticket and they're going to reject me. And my just overwhelming like fear of dread and like rejection (laughs) is taking over. So I can't do it. The imposter syndrome of going (laughs) into a sky club. I'm like, I don't belong here. Can I come in? They're like, no, sir, please. You know, the interesting thing though, is like money doesn't buy you class. So you'll go in here and it's, I mean, you still got, you know, big ketchup blobs all over because people can't manage to hit the plate and all this sort of stuff. So, oh, I believe, you it. know, it's a mess the same way. Yeah, huh, the what air- was, it's just, I got free Wi-Fi. What was the Barbados airport like? I mean, really was it, cool. Was it? Yeah. Really, I imagine really it's cool. either really cool or really like archaic. I don't know why. Yeah. It, what, you know what? It felt like, um... Like, have you flown into Mexico City? Like, kind of like, this is a really kind of contemporary airport in a place that's otherwise very not uh, modern and contemporary. Uh, yeah. It felt, yeah, it felt safe and, and nice and clean. And when when I actually got off the plane, it's similar to like a Burbank or Victoria Airport where I'm at. Uh, you're walking on to the tarmac and then onto the plane. Oh, it's the best. Um, oh, I love do that. the Nixon peace sign to everyone. <laughs> I don't normally throw those out, but I believe that you probably do. Um, the Nixon or the Pope. Or the Pope. Two. two very similar characters <laughs> yeah. in history. Um, yes. So I, But I like that tarmac. Yeah, so you walk off the plane onto the tarmac and then come around, and there's like a full band doing like welcoming music to Barbados. What? Uh, it's kind of like that Caribbean vibe, steel drums. On the tarmac? dancing. Like just off the tarmac. Wow. You, go, you come off the tarmac through like these... Uh, I don't know, wrought iron gates. And just on the other side, there's like a festival going on. And it Ooh. was such a cool welcoming to a new place. Uh, I've never had that happen. The only thing close to that is Hawaii, where you, you get like a lay sometimes, or at least they used to. That's cool. Um, yeah. yeah, really, really cool experience. So props to Barbados. Yeah, well, I wonder if, if your flight's delayed, if they still hang around. Yeah. <laughs> or if they're like, listen... This is a nine to five deal, man. Sorry. Yeah. Five fifteen, you're out. Yeah. Can yeah. you get a couple so, encores here? My flight's delayed a couple hours. <laughs> Come back out like Bruce Springsteen, play for yeah. three hours. Um yeah. So Hoff, at the beginning of all these podcasts, we try to talk about just like general news before we talk about our topic. Uh, but as a little teaser for everybody, the topic this week is lines, lines at airports, any kind of lines, lines before you get in the airport. Once you're in, getting onto the plane, food lines, any kind of line you can think of in an airport. That's what we're going to talk about a little later. Uh, so All they have is lines. So it's going to be a long yeah. episode. That's right. They're basically <laughs> Disneyland in a way. Yes. Ooh, um, interesting no, no railings. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but until then, we do have, I mean, this is a podcast about airports, more or less. So 
there was huge news today. Uh, the uh, jet, I don't know if you heard, JetBlue purchased uh, Spirit Airlines, which is insane. Uh, Ty and I were talking about this earlier, and it's crazy how like the the chairman or whatever of JetBlue is spinning this thing like it's good for competition of airlines. To me, it feels the opposite, right? Yeah. Well, logic well, it's, says it's, it's clearly not. <laughs> yeah. And clearly a consumer is going to end up on the worst side of all of this. Well, and we're, are we all on the agree, agreement that JetBlue is like a pretty decent budget airline? I've always enjoyed JetBlue. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I know my wife recently flew them from, uh, Austin to, uh, JFK and said it was just a really nice easy experience, you know? And I think it seems like a situation where a pretty classy, well-to-do airline just bought like the bottom. That's what it feels like. And just is really classing themselves down. Cause not only are you going to have to deal with like, you know, people that are used to um, paying for water, right? (laughs) You're now going to have to have those people intermixing with people that are preferably using lounges, right? Yeah. So I, yeah, I mean, spirit is definitely the bottom of the bottom. Uh, Well, I mean, they're fight. They're definitely duking it out with like frontier and like Allegiant and sun country. Country. So like, there's like a four way, you know, fight going race to the bottom down there. Yeah. As you all know, I'm obsessed with airplanes and airlines and stuff. And uh, I'm, I love the whole thing, but I've flown JetBlue a few, t- or um, Spirit Airlines a few times, and I've absolutely hated it. It like gives me more anxiety than all the other ones. Uh, it's weird how sometimes they have like ads and and things on the overhead compartments, so you feel like you're on a bus or well, something. It's terrible. Well, you're in the. It's like you're inside the yellow pages, you know. <laughs> Not only on a yellow plane, but you're like inside of. You know, this advertisement, yeah. which, you know, that no one wants to see. No. It, it also shouldn't exist just like <laughs> the yellow pages. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, the deal with these low cost airlines is that, you know, when it works, it's like you have all these great stories. Like, hey, listen, it was like, you know, 50 bucks. I flew across country. You know, I got there. It was on time. But like when it goes wrong, it goes really wrong. <laughs> like you'd, you'd rather like you know, set your hair on fire than have to go through that experience again. That's true. I, I yeah, read in this, a, go ahead. I was just going to say, I read in this thing that it was the, they valued Spirit Airlines at $3.8 billion for a company, which like, and when you first hear that number, you're like, oh, that's a big number. But like, that has to be so low for so a low. giant airline company. I'm a, I'm surprised you didn't say $3,800. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, think about all the, the planes and then the, the pilots and all the infrastructure and all that. And to say that it's only worth that much probably speaks volumes to likely whatever financial situation they were in. I'm sure that you, outside of like a Southwest, I can't imagine a ton of these other companies that claim to be low cost are profitable. So perhaps for them, it's just a buying of equipment that they can maybe rebrand it, do something better with. Yeah. You also have to imagine spirits in such bad shape. And again, I don't know their financials. I haven't looked at their filings or anything, but uh, JetBlue must be looking at this as like a huge upside opportunity. Like all we have to do is rebrand it or make this thing reliable 
or have contingency plans for when people miss layovers, have like some yeah. kind of like thought go into it. And we're going to turn, you know, spirit into something that's great. Well, yeah. according to this er uh, this article, it, this merger makes JetBlue the fifth largest airline in the United Whoa. States. Um, and then it has the little breakdown. Uh, it, basically, it would give it 10% of the market and then United. So the ones that are above it are United, which has 14%. Delta and Southwest have more than 17%. And American has 18%. Whoa. Um, yeah, it, it makes me like wonder if you're one of these like new airlines, like out West, we all live on West ish side of the country ties in Texas. Um, but like every now and then you hear of these like startup airlines that are like, we're going to fly to San Jose and Vancouver and Burbank and Vegas. Mm -hmm. like, how yeah. do you get a footing as an airline? It's got to be word of mouth. Like you have to come out of the gates great and do a good job and then have people who are in that segment really talk uh, a big game about how good of a job you do. I guess And so. to that point, I flew Flair Airlines, which oh, yeah. is the most budgety and brand like in this vein of like startup kind of budget airlines. And I flew it from Burbank direct to Vancouver and it was like a brand new airplane. Everybody was yeah. smiling and looked like they were, you know, excited about this kind of new opportunity. Uh, so shout out to Flair. Good job doing what uh, Spirit has failed at for so long. Well, you know, the other side of the coin, I guess, uh, from the financial piece, right, is that if anybody's booked holiday travel or anything this year, everything is hellaciously expensive, yeah. <laughs> especially on those first five airlines that you mentioned. So perhaps from their side, there's a huge opportunity for that lower crust of there's plenty of people that don't fly a ton that are willing to deal with a little bit of pain if it saves them, you know, a few hundred dollars. So perhaps there's a big bet in that. Yeah, yeah. it's true. Hoff, what, real quick, what were the uh, flight attendants wearing? I'm always interested in what, that's why I love flying like international airlines. I always want to see what the flight attendants are wearing. Oh, and man. on Flair Airlines, it has to be something interesting right or no is I, it just i don't even remember it it must not have been very notable that's a shame. but i also am not obsessed with the attire <laughs> <That's> um, weird. <laughs> really weird i know what a weird <laughs> so what a weird obsession <laughs> with all the things that are going on hey i really love what you're wearing yeah. what did a, they go handkerchief or no handkerchief <laughs> yeah that's all they did just have that colored purse <laughs> like because it's so it matches so well. is they it did flair have isn't Flair what they called what the uh, people at TGI Fridays used to put on their oh, uh, yeah. on their lanyards? Yeah, they were all wearing yeah. lanyards with 20 pieces of Flair or more. <laughs> Give me that Flair, Flair. <laughs> Show up. What a missed opportunity right? to brand themselves. Uh, yeah, if they were wearing that exact uniform from whatever restaurant, it was tchotchkes or something. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, all right. That's okay. I got I got two other uh, news story things that popped up that I thought were interesting. I'm gonna just mention the headlines of both, and if either of you want to talk about either one, we can. Uh, one is that oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher this. I love it. Lufthansa yes. is that how you say the airline? Lufthansa. Lufthansa, the, the yeah. German, German airline. Lufthansa. Yeah. Lufthansa. They canceled uh, pretty much all their flights the other day from Frankfurt in Germany to Munich. And it stranded 130,000 travelers 
So this kind of goes along with our lines topic for today. Uh, (laughs) That sounds terrible. And then the other news story was uh, because of the global warming and the heat wave and everything in uh, London, uh, not at Heathrow, the other one there, uh, Lutton, is that what it is? Lutton airline or Lutton airport. One of the uh, runways melted and they had to shut down the airport for uh, about a day. Yeah. It was a hundred degrees in it. I was reading some other stories that it was like, bending train tracks so they had to like they had to go at like you know amusement park speed or something like this and so um they didn't ruin everything in the process yeah they were i saw one uh headline they were wrapping one of the bridges like the supports that go over the bridge they had to wrap them in cooler uh, material because it wasn't built for that kind of heat it was just gonna melt and the bridge was gonna fall apart oh my god like, yeah but it, it's i mean it it like I get it, and when they, you know, they have with their accent, everything seems a lot more serious than it is, <laughs> you know. But like, I mean, you 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 can't imagine that like they've built, they've had to have built in a racetrack that meets some sort of you know specification for temperature. It's like what I mean, they're not using different type of concrete. Um, I'm sure we we'll have some engineer. Like, <laughs> yeah, right angrily right in. Like, There's lots of concrete. Fuck you! They are using different concrete. <laughs> yeah, especially an airport. How could you be so naive? We're not experts, you know. people. Yeah, yeah. At anything? Is it? <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh, oh man, man. that's, that's crazy. So 130,000 people stranded in Germany, and then the the tarmac in London is melting. Uh, I feel like yeah. we're prepared for the future. Uh, yeah. things are going well, I mean, especially in Europe. Yeah. That's what it's Europe what I'm knows what's up. Uh, Have they tried yeah, they... telling the, the, the asphalt that global warming doesn't exist? Like maybe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, they should probably just rake their forests <laughs> if they can get ahead of it. <laughs> get ahead of the, the ensuing global flames. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's exactly. cool. Man, bummer. For the, the Germany, uh, headline. Was it because of like staff shortages, which is what we're seeing a lot of in the U.S.? Yeah, I think what uh, I think it was the uh, because of w- they cited work conditions. Mm. So the Lufthansa uh, employees uh, bailed for the day or however. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that does it, this is where I need an interesting like internal, uh, I don't know, disagreement like being you know, extremely pro labor, far left, like bleeding hard liberal. Uh, but also, and I do want to empower, you know, the, the labor unions, but having everybody walk off at the same time and leaving 130,000 people stranded feels like a power imbalance. Like there's got to be a conversation. Yeah, seems a little selfish. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we hopefully we have a French caller that can explain us how it works over yeah. there with the railways and all of their own situations. But I guess the way I would see it is like not everybody is on their holiday. I mean, also, you know, a lot of important things are are shipped in the cargo holds of these big airplanes, like medical equipment and, you know, all types of really sensitive things. And so it's not just us as the consumer with our, you know, our carry on, but it's also like all the rest of the material that was supposed to go somewhere. And there's going to be someone on the other side doesn't get all that that stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Huge I just, I'm, I'm trying to imagine like practically if I were sitting there as a selfish person, passenger, <laughs> if I'm just sitting in the Frankfurt airport and I'm on my holiday and I'm about to get on this flight and I just see everyone 
with a uniform on. Peace out. Yeah. What do I even yeah. do? Because you can't even go to the customer service desk because those people left too. What Everyone. do I do? Yeah. Well, I the the story is a little suspect in that there's that many people just flying from <laughs> yeah Frankfurt it's to Munich. It's like people. I'd be like, give me a rental car or like let me use the train yeah, or yeah, something yeah. like that. But like if they are going overseas or something, I if they all like walked out, um, I mean, I don't. I mean, it would be. It would be bedlam over here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You'd definitely be having fist fights. That's what I'm saying. If this is at, uh, you know, if this is at Cincinnati Airport, CVG, or uh, or yeah. one of these like Midwestern, you know, oh, LAX on a Friday afternoon. Oh, um, yeah. It would, just, it the would Southwest be Terminal at LAX. That people oh, would you be one killing each other. Literal purge. Oh. It'd be the the beginning of the first purge. Would be then. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah, Orlando, you know, the day after, you know, Christmas or something like that. It's <laughs> yeah. like go down in history. In Texas, yeah, you'd have a right. real problem on your hands. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, well, maybe exactly. This uh this is a fine transition to wines because you know, that I would imagine something like this would just create all the li- like uh, the most lines you I could think of cuz you go, you know, like you were saying Ty rental cars massive line probably takes hours to get a rental car you know customer service lines insane i recently just flew a couple months ago to italy and i flew through heathrow and my plane was late so basically what happened was in uh, lax the plane that was coming in got damaged the cargo hold got damaged so they had to replace the whole plane. So we waited three hours. They replaced everything inside the plane, put it into this new plane. And so Jeez. we still get to go, right? So we're, we fly to Heathrow, we miss our flight. But then I go and I stand in one of the most frustrating lines of my airport tenure. And I waited in the uh, British Airways customer service line. And while I was in that line with everyone else on my plane, because we all missed our flight, I missed two flights that day in a span of four hours because wow. there weren't enough employees working customer service. And uh, I missed two flights. Then I went and I stood in another line for a cab that in at Heathrow, if you've ever done that, is just a total shit show. There's like a million different yeah. places and lines and um so anyway i I just i i'm a person who does not like a line i will wait when it's time for like boarding at an airport i don't want to get up a lot of people like get up right away and like stand right in the front of these lines yeah the best people i i hate that i hate that i i want to go like if i'm group three or whatever the fuck i want it to be like all right group three is called and then I go. And so I don't have to stand. I, it can be like a flow in t- into the, the airplane. Where do you stand so, on the, the Southwest uh, signs then? Because they, they put you by an order of fives, right? So you, know, you have a number to stand in yeah. line at. I, I will get up and go into that queue yeah. when they say, all right, we're ready for this letter now. I'll yeah. go See? then. The- they still, they still like leave a little bit up to like, you know, 
the interpersonal like you figure out who's in front of you and you figure That's out true. who's behind you. You still have to which deal is with a little people. bit. Yeah. Which yeah. is a little bit dicey when you kind of just want to not talk to anybody or like, you know, people kind of are too close to the to the one when you know they're like they look like they're like a four and you're like, <laughs> hey, like, can you move out the yeah. way? Because like I'm a one, you know, or you pull the power move and you're like the one and you're like in 10 and you're like, hey, I just I'm just. I'll let you do your thing yeah. and I'll just be behind you, even though I am. The there one. is yeah. always the lady or the old man in line who will call someone out. They're right. They're yeah. right in front or right behind someone and be like, uh, excuse me, I'm 27 and I see that you have a 28. Yeah. And they'll, <laughs> well, the, the, ra- the real rager with Southwest is like, they're, they're totally anal about making sure that you are in the line when you get on the plane. And then you get on the plane, like, well, do whatever the fuck. <laughs> sit wherever. Yeah. Sit wherever. Put yeah. your bag like, wherever. Yeah. It's like, oh, whatever. Front cash register, golf clubs, like, just figure out a place. Yeah. You know, families sit apart. Like, it's like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Pe- you know? People having their little personal conversation. Okay, do you mind if my husband sits next to me? We oh, didn't yeah. think yeah. about this and buy oh, my bags next on to each the seat. Other. Yeah. 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 We'd like your help, well, please. Everyone well, lying question. on the way down when they're like, is that seat taken? Everyone, the first pass says yes. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. My seven kids are sitting there. Like, yeah. 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 We're, oh, they got the cheap seats, didn't you? So they're back in C30. Yeah. Oh, of course. <laughs> right. So I got to wait until they get. Oh, man. <laughs> so I guess the question then is like, I think we can all say we hate lines. They suck. But like, I mean, at the airport nowadays, there's not enough staff. Blah, blah, blah. Everybody knows the deal. But like, there's lines everywhere you turn. So like, are you, I guess, David, do you have shame in cutting lines? Or are you like, listen, I'll just go without and I'll just stay in the back and just whatever happens, happens. Oh, like, man. How is your, like, if you get desperate, like, what are you doing? Yeah. Uh, there's, there's no world where I can cut the line. I just cannot do it. I what, about such... the, what about oh. the, pl- what about the pay to play? through the lines like your clears or your global entries or your tsa pre-checks or so here's a problem i have (laughs) what does any of this shit actually accomplish hey i have so many concerns about this so many problems how can i be in line? okay so i have global entry me too the global entry love the tsa pre-check yeah yeah oh it's the best it's easily the best hundred dollars you could possibly spend except for when you don't get the pre-check because it's not guaranteed. So you check in. Mm. I put in all my TSA pre-check information, my global entry number, my known travel, and then I'll print my boarding pass and it won't have pre-check on it. So now oh. I'm with the normal people <laughs> and the normal people are the worst people. <laughs> but you go and stand in line with the worst people uh, and you're one of them. So you just have to be in it. Uh, but those clear people are like the people selling clear in the line yeah. Yeah. What yeah. is that? How can know. that be legal? That feels like such a racket to me to be yeah. selling a pass to get to the front of this line that they've created. So like, the clear, yeah. the clear thing, Ty, do you know anything about clear? It's for frequent flyers, obviously. But can well, you I'm shed not, any light on clear? Yeah. Well, I mean, as as someone who approaches the airport as like you basically like you've got to run through the various scenarios based on how long the line is. Right. And so you're like, you know, like it's a game of Tetris. You're figuring out, okay, I have all my credentials here. I got TSA pre, I've got clear, I'm a regular Joe, I've got priority. Like, how am I going to work this thing? Uh, because there is certainly ways that you, you can do it. But like, 
to me, I think clear is, you know, as clear of a money grab as you can imagine. So they're clearly just little clears. In this. They're definitely <laughs> taking advantage of, of the moment. But like, for me, the issue is, is they just, it feels like they're just paying or they're signing up as they're going because they got these people just, you know, used car selling you on get through security as it's like a commodity and not really actually like, are you secure? Secure. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. right? Or, or whatever. And it's just, it's numbing. And then they, they go through this really short line and then they just skip in front and then they just like wave it around and they're like, Hey, I'm coming through. And like, they don't apparently have to show them an ID anymore. They just, flash something in the air like you're at Costco. It's total bullshit. But is it it's wildly is it wildly expensive? Cuz you never see like no, if you ever see a... a clear person, it's always one person or maybe two. And then there's a whole bunch of very clean white it's... machines that have all this light but, shining on them. But next them. time look at the people that are going through this thing. If you look at them, they've got a little bit of like I just bought my way through this. And they're not like, again, they're not, they're not frequent travelers. That's the thing. Cause they go, Oh, Oh, how do we do this? What do we do? They all look like they've just their first time. Yeah, they have more money than sense is what it seems like. Yeah, it, yeah. Well, they're just like, Oh, fly ever. Let me try this free thing. I've got four hours to burn, you know? And then they, they cut the line on everybody. And it, again, it's, I don't know who's in charge of that, but they need to get, on the same page with who they're letting through. Yeah, and who they let sell stuff in line. Because I swear, yeah, these, what is, they look like they're the the people at the mall who are trying to sign you up for a new cell phone. Yeah, they've got their yeah. clipboard. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're clearly on a on a on a like some sort of a comp scale. Yeah, they're getting where they the got to sign up like fifty. Yeah, exactly. But but are I we mean, all just uh, a little jelly? Like, are I'm we mad jealous. because we don't? Because no, no, no. I think I want clear. It sounds like the best thing ever. If I can we just, just sold you on it. Yeah, I'm going I clear. Think, you know, everyone who has clear and RJ is like, I'm getting that tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I'm you, not even traveling anytime soon. If, if you have no sensibility, no class, then you can get clear. <laughs> okay. Because you clearly don't care about what's happening. Yeah. All these people are standing nicely in the line and you just cut in front. Buzz them right in the front, cut in front. Yeah, I will say, yeah, I think having clear is a low integrity move. <laughs> it, oh, it's so for the amount of resources they they could just allocate whatever those you know day hawkers are and just put them in the actual like normal area where they process people we'd be a lot more efficient we'd be way more efficient uh, that whole tsa line everything about it makes me so furious uh that yeah. it, and then the clear people on top of it trying to sell me something while i'm in line for this horrible service already yeah. It's like, ah, oh, it's this piling on of negativity. Let's, let's talk about your all strategy for all the lines. Uh, the first line being like the check-in, if you have to check a bag line. You've uh, already messed up. You've already yes, fucked you up if you're checking a bag, but let's say you have to. You've already <laughs> fucked say, up bad. Let's say you really have <laughs> to, because, you know, we all have kids now. You got to check the whatever it is, let's say you got to check something or you're going on it for a hike. You got to check your hiking poles because they don't want you stabbing somebody with those things on the plane. Uh, what the first line I used to be of the mindset that I wanted to get in the check-in line outside. You ever Ooh. been in those? Cause those are, those tend to be smaller. They do they still do that? I remember oh, yeah, that yeah, feels yeah. like nostalgia yeah. to me. Like that used <laughs> to know. exist. Does that that's like, like the smoke hands. on an airplane? Yeah, yeah. Days. With yeah. the proper days. Yeah, yeah. That's that's like the handsome cab of <laughs> of transportation right there. Yeah, like why are they still doing that? <laughs> yeah, but 
but the the only downside to that one is you have to tip. You got to usually tip those guys. I don't know why. It the seems like they're doing employee? the exact same job as the other. Well, one. because they're they got to take it inside yeah. well, they, for you. Is that why? So then just yeah, put they the, bag move the bags inside again. Oh, all right, man. <laughs> This tipping thing, yeah. we're going to start tipping TSA agents any day now, I swear. <laughs> yeah. yeah, help me through If it would get me clear. Yeah, but, but I, I mean, <laughs> tipping within the app. <laughs> yeah. Throw them a Bitcoin. Yeah. Uh, so the, I mean, the, to me, the, the big thing is like, you know, basically, are you regular class or are you business or priority class? Yeah. So like, I'd never try to fly regular class if I can avoid it, even with my family. <laughs> I mean, family is almost like a must. Like if you don't have some sort of expedited something, you're just asking for pain. Because can you imagine standing in a line? I mean, imagine you've probably done it, seeing as you're in the normal class. <laughs> but the disdain. It's like you're, you're there with your kid and they're crying and this line's never moving and there's people asking stupid questions. And it's like, I would easily pay my way out of that if I could, yeah. right? And so that's the first getting through that hurdle is such a big deal. I just leaving LAX on, on Monday. Um, there was a huge queue, like out the door, like out into the like wild where the people are drop people off, just trying to like check bags and all that stuff. And I mean, those people, if they're not there three hours before, they're not getting on their plane. Yeah. That's crazy with a little kid. Waiting. How early That's you crazy. get into the airport? Generally. <laughs> An hour. An hour? maybe yeah maybe 90 minutes oh man i know it yeah. gives me all the anxiety but i cannot i can't get myself to get there earlier and just sit there but i mean the last several months i mean you guys have been paying attention so it's you have to get there two hours early if you're going to make a flight especially an national flight it, i hate it yeah i mean that's that's for sure but the thing is is like i have a, a colleague that travels in a similar way where they basically give themselves like 45 to an hour which in their experience, you can pretty much finagle your way through anything. If you get in a panic mode, you can get through it. <laughs> yeah. Right. You can you're gonna probably somebody. piss somebody off. You're gonna be toxic as a person, but you're gonna get through. And they some people are just like like that. Yeah. But to me, it's like I give myself an hour, hour and a fifteen, hour and a half, depending on the airport. Mm -hmm. Um, and you kinda gotta have a little bit of feel for the airport, yeah. how all the that works. Um before you can cut it that close. Well, and it's yeah. all about line mitigate, like uh, management, line management, because you have to figure out like, you know, Ty, you're a business traveler. So sometimes you can get through some of those lines quicker, but then there's some that you can't. Like I remember, uh, I think it was LAX, the Southwest terminal. It used to be, uh, if you flew out of there before like 7 a.m., there was only one restaurant open and it was the McDonald's. And the line for the McDonald's was longer than any TSA line you could stand in. It was so Dear long. God. But if you wanted uh, a treat or a coffee or whatever <laughs> yeah. before you got, if you wanted a McMuffin before you got on that airline, you had to plan for it. You got to get Jesus. there at least two hours early. All those people were going to yeah. get on airplanes and ruin it for everyone else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got to eat their McDonald's and then blow it out on their <laughs> airline. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I, so like, especially when you're going west to east, there's always a huge rash of flights leaving at like 5.30, 6 a.m. Yeah, yeah. People are trying to race to get to the to the east coast. So like if you get there, you get through security, no problem. And there's only a Starbucks open, but it's got a line like 50 deep. Are you staying in that line? No way. <sighs> I love a coffee, but I, I'm just RJ's no definitely way, so. staying in that line. Like you and I would be like, you know what? Fine. 
I'll, I'll be, I'll be jittery all day or yeah. I'll be a crazy person, but like just out of principle alone, I'm not sitting in that 50 person line that has one person making each individual cups of coffee. I'm standing yeah. on that line. I am. You're right. Because I'm getting to the airport early. Like I'm a two hour early person. I want to get there two hours early so that I can take on any line that I mm. need to. Yeah. So Really, in a way, I want the line to be longer so that in my head I can justify, oh, good thing I got here early. Because then, then I you're a sick individual. <laughs> hey, ignorance is bliss for this guy. What an ignorant first fact in on life. Oh no. I yeah. I cannot wait in that line. By the time I got my coffee, I'd be so enraged that the caffeine wouldn't even help me. I I wouldn't even need the caffeine at that point. I'd be so mad. Yeah, All these yeah, people exactly. funneling around. Oh, I don't have my wallet. And then their husbands <laughs> fucking two terminals over bringing just, it. Just use your uh, your iWatch. Yeah, pay with your yeah. Apple Pay or whatever. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I think one of the things I hate about the airport lines is that there's just nothing in the airport other than like restaurants and your general duty-free bullshit. But maybe the, I think they should make airports more interesting to be in. Oh, like make them more like, like more like Disney queues, Disney lines, yeah, where it's like stuff I'm, to look at. Totally. Make it interactive. I don't know. Make it so like I'm standing in line for Indiana Jones and yeah. instead TSA is at the end. But we've made <laughs> oh, yeah. we've made airlines and airports and flying so awful that like you forget about the fact that we're flying. Like we're fucking flying in the air. Yeah, it's a I cool ride. That's so awesome. Yeah, but they've ruined every element of it, other than flying, uh, which makes me so mad. Like it could just be a way cooler experience. It could be an exciting, fun thing, and instead, it's well, just this horrible, miserable. It thing. feels like it was. It feels like it maybe was that way. Like maybe earlier on, and mm -hmm. the, you know, the fact that like everything, it just gets so commoditized, and we all just do it like so often. They don't feel like they have to put on a show anymore. It's a necessity. Um, it's like, yeah, it's like, because I think before the pandemic, I don't know about you guys, but like we were traveling at such a fast clip because things were, things were pretty cheap. Mm -hmm. We felt like we could go anywhere. There was like, it was kind of just this mode of, I mean, we would go on business trips for just like a day type of thing. So like you have that times everybody who's flying and there's just so, you just take it for granted and the airlines are just like burnt, you know burning through through this and they're just like listen why do i have to you know put all this uh, extra flair as you said earlier if if really the whole goal is just to get these people from a to b as fast as possible yeah that's fair i mean it's like a tourist trap restaurant that just serves terrible food but those people don't come back anyway so they just keep serving up shitty food all the time uh yeah i mean they're gonna they're gonna pay for it. i mean you'll pay for like some sort of disgusting you know like pork belly taco for like 20 bucks because <laughs> yeah, sure. there's no other options and you'll leave it's a like, bad hey, review this is, this is gross and it sucks and they're going to still be doing the same thing five years from now yeah this is why people wait in an hour line for the mcdonald's yeah. at 6 30 well, in the morning rj <laughs> exactly well I'll, I'll tell you something i ran to at the airport i thought was really interesting um was so like i i was just stopping in to get like a water bottle and i don't know a bag of chips right so i went to this like machine and there, so there's a lady there to check us out. And I was like, hey, you know, here are my things or whatever. She's like, oh, no, just put it on this, this like, little area. Is this, like at, so a, is this like at a Hudson News type of place? Some, yeah, something like that, right? Uh, it's a little bit, it felt more modern than that. I don't know exactly what little stop it was. But 
So anyways, you put your stuff on this little like, looked like a little like microwave and apparently it just weighs it, like takes a picture of it. You don't have any interaction with a person other than the person telling you, put it right there and you just, you pay for it and you're out. Wow. So like, it's, I think it's kind of on the same lines as like that, you know, I don't know if it's the Google, the Amazon stuff where you just kind of go in the grocery store and take what you oh, want yeah. and leave. It's where like, was this? That would be a way. This was just in Austin. It seemed like a demo thing because there was literally like a lady there being like, hey, do it like uh, this. Because I looked at it first. I'm like, this is weird. Um, but it ended up being really like first class type of thing. I didn't like if it becomes a norm, that's a way to push people through. Not have to deal with all the jerking around that we have like, oh, cash or card. <laughs> you know, like we just move it along. Type of thing. I, I mean, that automation should just transcend everything. Like, we well, should just automate the entire process. But that reminds me of the one automated thing that I think slows the process down and creates a longer line, uh, which is the e-ticket. The ticket on your phone. Mm. People don't turn mm. their brightness up enough or their phones are dying yeah. or whatever. I actually think yeah, we should go back to terrible. a paper ticket somehow when you get in. To the place i don't know or that or more of a option to get both i know you can still get the paper ticket if you want it but uh everyone's got them on their phones and it's just yeah. i think that it, takes forever there needs to be some I agree. there needs to be some standardization but it's what happens when like every company we just let everybody do whatever they want to do and there's very little like hey this is the plan let's get on board with the plan yeah. this is a you know this is an essential service just like electricity or whatever yeah. it's like here's the deal this is this is what we've all decided is the right way. You can, Delta, you can have your pot of money, Southwest, but like we all got to get on the same page that this is how we're going to do this. Because you're right, because people are like, ooh, I, I turn the brightness up. And it's like, well, Lee doesn't know how to do that, right? <laughs> or, you know, the guy lost his paper ticket. It's like, come on. Yeah. Come on, guys. Let's figure this out. I also, yeah, that's the deal with the, the QR codes that have just become synonymous with doing anything in life now. I'm like, when did these oh, yeah. QR codes become like, our overlords all of a sudden they need it to do any to get a menu yeah. at a restaurant. Those, those things it. were nearly extinct. Yeah, I thought they were <laughs> going they suddenly away. Came back during during COVID. Someone's making money on the in the QR biz. <laughs> well, let's talk about I, the the last line that you could possibly go through in an airport, which is kind of like the tunnel to another dimension when people become their worst on an airplane. On the uh, what do you call that thing? The uh, the jetway. That is yeah. one of the weirder lines you can stand in on the planet, in my opinion, because you like you leave the airport. It's always like a different temperature because you're mm -hmm. going outside, but you're not really outside. And sometimes they'll have like advertisements on it, but it, usually it's pretty bare. Yeah. But you feel like that's when everyone's anxiety is rising because they're getting on this airplane and uh, I don't know. Do you have you do either of you have any experience with? Something weird happening on that. I I always feel like this happened to me a couple of times where I go through, I scan my QR code or I have my printed ticket, which I'm a big fan of. So I uh, agree with you there. Uh, but, and I, and I go through like the little ticketing agent and I'm in that weird tunnel that makes me think of ET every time. Yes. I, like take yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and an ET away. Uh, so I'm in that thing. And I always feel like the person behind me a couple of times is like trying to pass me. And I'm oh, like, yeah. bro, oh. this is not the time for passing. We're yeah. still in a line. You're going in the you order. Going? You just checked going? in. Yeah. You're not going to pass me. So I just, I got to get big. I'll put someone into the wall if I need to. You know what I mean? I'm going to shoulder yeah. that person. 
That is true. People do what? often like get way too close. It's like the beginning of, I guess it's the same in airplanes too. People's personal space like goes away. Like they, yeah, they're like yeah. bumping you it's, and. Well, it's like traffic on the highway. It's like there's no reason to really be like right up yeah. on somebody, but like. What are we doing here? That's true, yeah. But you're walking, you're going to walk 12 feet and then stop again because nobody knows how to yeah. put their bags in the overhead compartment. So you're just going to stand outside the jet. Yeah. To, to me, though, it's like we, we haven't figured out the climate control because, like, you know, you'll be in, you know, in Phoenix and it feels like it's 120 degrees, you know, and then you're in Minneapolis in January and it's literally like you can see your breath. There's ice on the inside <laughs> yeah. of this thing. Yeah. And people were wearing big jackets. And it's like, how can we not like make this in such a way that like the same air that's in the airport is in this yeah, tunnel? Yeah. Like, like why there, we can't do something yeah, about these that. These people have gotten right. comfortable inside for hours waiting in McDonald's right. lines. And now you expect them to <laughs> root through their shit to put a jacket back on so they can wait in this outside line. Uh, I mean, it, yeah. Well, it's and that just, tunnel's and the, connected the, to the airport. That's it's what not I'm, like yeah. it's connected to the plane and they have to get it to the airport. It's the other, it's already connected. Right. Uh, we're, we were clearly like, we're not going to, we're not going to cover this hole. We're going to leave it here. We'll let all the air escape. No problem. Yeah, yeah. No problem at all. Don't see any issue with this. Yeah. Ty, I don't mean to put you on the spot here, but I I'm vaguely remember you getting to skip that line one time. Uh, I think like I know a story. Didn't you get to like get on a a car came to the air to the airplane and picked you up somehow? Well, so like that whole idea, RJ, you were mentioning earlier about like missing your connections and all this sort of stuff. Like if you get to a high enough level, like there's someone that's prioritizing where you are on your plane, looking at your itinerary. Whoa. So like I would, this was in one of the hubs was in LAX, and so like I had a really tight connection. And I get off the plane and there was a guy with a sign and we just went down into this. He had this like Porsche SUV and he just drove on the tarmac the airplane on the tarmac. What? Yeah. So you go down where like the pilots look around and they're like, Hey, God. you know, the thing's spinning. Right. And they get you in this white car with like the you know, Delta logo on the side. And you just, he just zooms you to the other side of the part of the, uh, of the wherever that you couldn't literally walk to fast enough. And they were just holding the whole show. Wait, up. Delta's got a Porsche. <laughs> so this so is they, the oddly they oddly spend money in like these weird spots but like so if you go to like now we're really gonna get into it but if you go to like seattle lax salt lake city minneapolis jfk atlanta you'll see these things so like look down there and you'll see like these porsches around and they just have these stooges that are driving people around to make sure they make their connection. Oh my God. They got a Porsche picking you up, but That's the stairway's broken. What was in <laughs> the Porsche? rest won't work. <laughs> I mean, it's just a rent. I'm sure it's some sort of leased item, but literally they, they'll throw your bag in there. I mean, it works for the frequent flyer that like doesn't have bags checked. It's probably a whole algorithm. Like we can save this guy, but we can't save that other person. Because they've got their golf clubs packed or whatever. Like, they're screwed. Yeah. Because that's the whole thing with these planes is they're not going to leave with your bag on it. We've all been on flights where, like, oh, so-and-so didn't make it, so we got to root through the cargo hold to take their bag out. So it doesn't really work for every situation, but in that one, it worked out well. If you're flying Spirit, they'll for pick me. you up in an 87 Civic. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll drive you straight there eventually. Yeah. Exactly. God. Exactly right. Terrible. Here's a bike pump for the uh, for the tire <laughs> of the airplane. Start pumping. Get an e-scooter. Get yourself over there. Uh, yeah. uh, David Hoff, thank you so much for joining oh, man, us. Man, my today. pleasure.
time flew. Yeah. Unlike we appreciate the Canadian humor. Yeah. Oh, is it Canadian humor now? Because I'm physically <laughs> in Canada, <laughs> automatically it becomes Canadian. Amazing. Um, no, my uh, pleasure. Yeah, looking forward to uh, to the podcast. I'm, I'm excited. To- yeah, we hope to have you back very soon. And uh, thank you all for listening. Remember to rate and review and tell your friends about Sky Lounge, the podcast. Uh, don't forget to subscribe. And if you have any airport related questions you'd like us to discuss or any stories on the podcast, head over to skyloungethepodcast.com and drop us a note or send us an email at skyloungethepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Uh, We'll see you next time. Bye.